Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, comrades and compañeros, welcome to a preview edition of the fifth column, the fifth column on Substack. And if you're hearing this, I presume you don't subscribe to our Substack. So we're going to give you a little preview this week, and we'll probably be doing that again in future episodes. Uh, this is just a selection from what we recorded last night and uh, mostly talking about what is going on in Atlanta. But this episode has lots of other stuff too, including discussions of things like uh, the Phantom of the Opera and a very unfortunate story about John McLaughlin from the McLaughlin Group getting uh, food poisoning, I guess, and uh, uh, not feeling so great. A reader sent it to us. We read it. Uh, just keep an open mind. But you have to subscribe for that. So here is a sample of our latest episode on Substack. And if you subscribe, there are 150 other odd episodes to listen to, I think. And we do a monthly live episode and lots of other stuff. So uh, support this fantastic, lovely podcast and the lovely, fantastic people that produce it. So here you go. Here's your freebie sample. We know of new methods of I was doubling whatever she was doing, because I don't want to end up looking like her. <clears throat> but there's a email that can tee up Georgia from Zeke, so I'm going to read it, because I don't know anything about this Georgia stuff. You guys do more than I do, and I really want to hear you talk about it, because Moynihan already has his blood pressure to 7,000. Um, Zeke <laughs> says, hello, friends. I am probably not your typical listener. I'm a conservative farm boy that served several years as an army officer, votes pretty much are all the way down that and now makes way, <laughs> way too much money <laughs> is that true in, in medical Sometimes. sales you know, who knows? <laughs> and like he also ends just the first paragraph with so maybe i am your typical yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we've so got we, it's not it's not typical but we do have people of um Certainly that, that would, would be very similar in background, for sure. <laughs> anyway, I spend most of my time driving around my sales territory in the Deep South, where I swap between listening to you three fine fellows, Wax Poetic, Honestly by Barry Weiss, a lot of Camille Con uh, Foster content there, Matt Welch interjects, and a hunting podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Camille's on that one, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. What do you, what's he hunting? Uh, I wanted to start by I'm saying thank you. you. Uh, and then all, a bunch of nice stuff too. Uh, and then from a veteran, thank you for making the sacrifice. Thousands coming before us count. I appreciate the hell out of y'all. Uh, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the Antifa occupation of the woods in mm. Atlanta. Where they should that is, fucking stay. That is perfect. <laughs> that Build is a def- fucking wall around them. How about that? <laughs> that Oh, this is good to be fine. That, that is designated to be a future training site for the Atlanta Police Department. Boo! Cop City. <laughs> Cop, Cop City. Cop City. They're trying to kill people. innocent people. <laughs> what started as a mostly peaceful Lord. save the trees protest to fight the militarization of police, I'm doing air quotes there, has now resulted in the death of an out-of-state protester who opened fire on a Georgia State Patrol officer mm-hmm. who was part of a larger clearing operation, wounding him significantly. Yeah, I he just opened this. fire. He shot him. <laughs> he shot him in the stomach. Yeah. And the, the antique people, like, I think it was friendly fire. It's like, you guys are so fucking bad at this. At least like a uh, few people believe the Mumia shit. 
Like, come on now. <laughs> Let me try to finish this email. It's not that long. I look Sorry. at this as a play stupid games, win stupid prizes exactly. kind of situation exactly. that will ultimately end up with the GSP finally just forcibly clearing all 85 acres. Yep. That's what Moynihan wants. He's like, well, how about 170? Also, double apparently- it. Literally double it. <laughs> Invite the Ukrainian military into train. <laughs> also, apparently the nonprofit that's bailing out uh, all of these out-of-state protesters is apparently one of Stacey Abrams' haunts. When the state wins on this, and they will, I guess this will be well, the third Well, if she's time. involved, they'll lose. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Kemp has shat on a plate and served it to Stacey. Keep up the good work. I forgot to add, he puts at the bottom, I'm a subscriber, and if you read my shit on the pod, I'll yeah. increase my rate from $10 Shit-ching. to go. $15 a month so go. one hand not can afford do it. <laughs> to steal a SUNY email address and apply for the $5 Spotify deal <laughs> so he doesn't have to listen to ads like a peasant. Dude, that's hilarious. Oh, my bluff. I, I actually put my daughter was like, doesn't have a Spotify account. She was like, why on the free one I can't get and like pick songs? And I said, I'll, I'll throw you on. And that, when I was going through to upgrade it, like to add like one person to it, it was like, are you a student? I'm like, hmm, how do I, how do I finagle this? I'm like, kind of, I'm a student of something. I'm a student, I'm a, like, I'm a student of life. Is there a discount for that? Um, yeah. I mean, where do you, where do you go with this one? Where do we start? This, I heard about this and it wasn't getting a ton of play. And um, I, it still actually didn't get uh, too much play after the state police officer, the Georgia state police officer, um, returned fire. And by the way, it, it is incredible with these people. There's, it's, it's a pattern. It's been a pattern for years. Is that when something like this happens, it generates more conspiracy theory than what you see on the right. There's a lot of crazy conspiracy theories on the right. And we treat them as such, right? We treat them with with you know, contempt and they send a million crews from places I used to work and places that, you know, that go down and like, let's talk to the crazy people. Um, these guys are just as crazy, just as conspiratorial and they're treated with not definitely not reverence. That's unfair to say, but with a certain level of respect that one wouldn't expect for, you know, a violent group of quite stupid people. We, we expect them to be smart because they'll come from rich families. There was one story I saw today that one of the kids arrested's father is like a millionaire surgeon with this like Oceanside compound in like Maine and all this stuff. I mean, you see, other one was uh, parents are Chinese and owns a big like company and and like the, it's it's the same old shit. And the, and, the, and the kid used to be an intern at CNN and Reuters, of course. So I think it's the backgrounds of these people that makes us assume that like, ha ha, it's not like these anti-vax hillbillies, the guy that puts his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk, who was just found guilty today on eight counts, by the way, is just some like guy from Alabama, right? And they're like, yeah, that's what you expect from these bozos. They give a certain amount of respect to these people who are setting things on fire and shooting fucking cops, by the way, like literally shot a cop in the stomach. He had Kevlar on. He's in the hospital. He didn't walk away from it. He's in the hospital. We don't know exactly what happened. They haven't named the police officer. But what happens with these psychos is that one, you need one data point to construct an entire false narrative on. Talk about fake news. This is every one of my people in the guilty book, right? There's always a series of people within the activist progressive firmament who creates the narrative, right? You know, Leonard Peltier, Mumia, Hurricane Carter, um, Geronimo Pratt. Totally forgot. I never think I've ever mentioned him. That was another one. All these guys. The, the guy sh- shoots a cop in the stomach. 
first of all, what the fuck do you have a you have a gun? And the cop by the cops by the way were like, oh yeah, the gun, and they have a photo of it. They recovered it, was registered to the guy who shot the cop. Yeah. The guy who's been arrested for this. This is a very, very deep conspiracy already, if this is a conspiracy. Uh he was shot clearly by um by friendly fire. So what they also started open firing on each other? Like, what the fuck do you how stupid do you think we are? And so this guy gets shot, right? And as our listener said, play stupid games, win stupid prizes, you know, fuck around and find out, whatever you want to say, is that you bring guns? You're going to be a gun to, you think you're, you think it's 1917, right? You think you're storming the Winter Palace. These guys are, these guys are in fantasy land. This, this is essentially a renaissance fair for people interested in radical <laughs> politics. They dress up, they imagine they're going to hold the territory, and one guy gets a little zealous and has, has a gun on them. And then opens fire and he's dead. And you know what? Don't fucking care. Sorry. You shot a cop. You shot somebody going to do their job. Guys wants to go home to his kids and you got shot and killed. Guess what happens? You dumb fuck. You're going to take it. You're going to open fire on a cop. And there's a lot of other cops there too. What do cops have on them? It's not in Britain. (laughs) I'm just going to tell you where this is. This is in fucking Georgia. It's not in the Cotswolds. They all have guns and they're all going to return fire and they're going to... What do you want me to say? Like, why do I have to give respect to these people? Like, they, they, they're, and so what do they do in response to a cop doing their fucking job? And by the way, if you think this is a bad idea to create a big cop fortress in the woods, okay, fine. That's not the decision of the cop that you just shot. He has nothing to do with that. So you just shot the cop, you know, somewhere down the line. It used to be that radicals kill the guy that owns the factory, don't kill the factory workers. But they're not smart enough for that anymore. They see the uniform... And they, you know, all cops are bastards, which, by the way, is one of the most idiotic statements. I mean, it's it's so stupid that it almost hurts my head to think <laughs> all cops are bastards. All something is something is not something that you ever really want to say. And especially you don't want to have an acronym of a tattooed on your neck, which Camille will explain in a second. But this is what happened. Um, the rough kind of outlines of it. And if you want to play this as the militarization of the police or whatever, that's not what this is about. That's not what this is about. This is is about children playing politics from out of state, coming to Georgia and opening fire on the police who were doing their job when they were asked to um, expel them from this piece of land, which is not their land. And all these people are now raising money for their comrade. Oh, my goodness. You want to go the same direction of that comrade? Be my guest. It looks like we, we don't 50, need 50 grand so far on this GoFundMe, including a $5,000 donation from a gentleman who is a member of the Cox family, yeah. Cox Communications. Yeah. Uh, purportedly, he has a Twitter account uh, where he's been tweeting, encouraging his family to disavow their support for, withdraw their support for Cop City. Uh, as it's been called. Now, Moynihan, I, I read- What is their support, by the way? What does that, that mean? I don't I don't know what that means, exactly. I'm not sure. Uh, apparently, Cox is kind of a big deal in Atlanta. Um, they're a big deal in general and support lots of things. And I believe own the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. But you might want to point out the guy's username <laughs> next to his name has both a Russian and a North Korean flag. So he's probably yeah. the, the favorite son of the family. I think he's, I think he's got, a, he's <laughs> next to a Lenin uh, statue in his profile picture yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he seems yeah. to know a lot. These, these are the type of people you're dealing with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the Holocaust deniers <laughs> and psychos. Yeah. Um, but d- did I, did I see correctly? So these, these people 
who are participating in this protest have been hiding out in the woods or at least moving about in the woods, building various fortifications to Mm -hmm. try to thwart the efforts of the state and various private (laughs) always works, or at least the private company (laughs) that's trying to build a soundstage for more than a year now. I think it's been a long time. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, crazy. when your friend, when your family is like surgeons and they own the Cox, you know, cable empire, you don't have to work for a year. You can hang out in the woods. Do an exercise real quick. Imagine that the politics were different and oh a God. group, a group of vigilantes in Georgia decided to go into the woods and build some kind of alternative society's squatting fortress that was armed in protest of the deep state. What would that, what would the, what would the adjectives be for that one? I I shot a piece with those people. I went into the woods in Georgia with those people. Yeah. Three percenters. And they were, um, you know, they were what they were. They, they're, they're fantasists. They, I think I might've told this story. Maybe I didn't because I was still working at that point, but, um, where one of the guys, we didn't use this, (laughs) but where one of the guys was running, uh, in the woods, did I tell you uh, about this? We were filming I think and he, so. And he was, ru- he was running and he was like probably in his late 60s and he was about three to 400 pounds. And he was running, doing his drills, you know, because this, when, when the military <laughs> comes, he's going to take out 40 of them before, <laughs> before they get him. Um, and uh, he split his pants while he was running and oh. fell over and split his pants and had to go <laughs> back to his car to get to get a new pair of pants which he, he is like travels it, with extra that's what yeah, that's like, well, well yeah obviously but it's, 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 it's like the version hazard. it's the version of there's no crying in baseball there's like there's no split pants in in insurrection and so you gotta keep going well, wait, keep going with your split pants buddy what was that you said earlier though it was there was the new police chief in atlanta and yep. he was getting sworn in. And as yes. he was getting sworn in, was that this week? Is that like today? Uh, it was a cu- couple of weeks ago. The, the, okay, the previous so chief, chief, ago. Police, police chief, uh, chief of police, gone. Um, yeah, I got to stop drinking. Um, yeah, it was on the year about three, uh, it was on the job about three years. Yeah. And he was a sort of 40, 50 year old black guy. Um, and so when I saw this new, uh, chief of police, I was surprised because, yeah. by the way, a huge disproportionate number of big city yeah, police yeah. chiefs are black. It's 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 astonishing. This yeah. almost it's almost all of them in a lot of ways. I, I think New York case, is one of the exceptions. Yeah, it wasn't the case three decades ago, so it was a Definitely pretty not. intentional change. One hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent intentional change. Uh, so I'm like, oh my god, how do they let an old white guy, uh, you know, become the chief of police and? But he was railing against he was railing against right wing extremists. Well, the first thing is that he was yeah. being sworn in with his Hispanic male partner. So I was like, oh, I get it. Now he's, <laughs> he's they allow him in. I get it. I get it. Okay, he's good. Um, and he was railing against the possibility. And let me find this here of right wing violence. The yeah. headline is. Atlanta police chief puts right-wing extremists on notice. Yeah. Um, And this is the first uh, sentence of of that story. Atlanta uh, Police Department interim chief Darren Shearbaum has a clear message for right-wing extremist groups coming to the city. Mm. Violence and intimidation will not be tolerated. Mm. And so there has been violence, uh, cops shot, intimidation, stores burned down, etc., um, weirdly from a different group of people, but the one, the next thing that I, it's like three paragraphs now, which I thought was hilarious was 
<laughs> no violent incidents involving right-wing extreme groups have occurred at Pride events this month in Atlanta, but people seen wearing gear and holding a flag with the Proud Boys name and logo appeared at an abortion rights protest at the state capitol on Saturday. It's mm. a different city. It's a different place. It's a different event. There are three people there, and there were like no right wing uh, people at the Pride protest. They never showed up, and like that's how tenuous these connections but also are. And, oh, by doesn't the way, suggest, doesn't suggest that they have participated in any violence. There was no, no, no. no. They were just they there were wearing t shirts. They were yeah. there. They were violent the wrong sorts of organizations. Um, which I, one can only imagine, like the euphemism <laughs> and hoop jumping that one has to engage in um, after this past weekend's uh, melee, which was a, a protest, a demonstration. Although the demonstration, protest, the demonstration yeah. was organized by people who were tweeting about, you know, they murdered one of ours in cold blood. Like it's time to stand up and fight back. Like mm-hmm. come, day you of did ra- fight back. Day of rage is how yeah. it was described. And yeah, they started fun, yeah. like setting police cars on fire. Yeah, um, in downtown. Yeah, you see what Atlanta. happened when they fought back before because the police were coming in to break up their camp, and they fought back, and then the guy got shot and killed. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's you. You fought back before, and and that's what happened. And I, so, I will say there no no body cam footage of the the actual shooting. Um, no, which is a problem. So, so we don't. So we don't have certain details about what happened we're depending on there is the footage accounts. from right after by the way yeah from, we're, we're depending on the accounts of law enforcement but it does seem like the state I mean, police apparently don't have i'm sorry to cut you off camille uh, but, but no, state police fine. apparently in 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 georgia mm-hmm. either don't have body cams or use them f- far less uh frequently but the other officers i think that were i don't know if they were uh cobb county to Cal county wherever it is um the those cops did have uh, body cam footage on. So when they came mm-hmm. to the shooting scene, where there was a handgun that was registered to him, there they didn't create this thing and plant it there. Um, the, but also, by the way, I mean, remember twenty years ago when there was no uh, footage, and this was a lot easier to do is to say everything is fake. Um, mm-hmm. That's that's what you do if you think that the Trump types are in the. Proud boy types and these people are conspiratorial uh, and deny. This is what, exactly what these people do. They're, they're they're the analog on the other side, absolutely. The side. But they're but they're. I would say that you know they're far more violent. Um, and I'm not saying that the other people on the right don't do things. Don't have violent. the capacity for it. I mean, yeah. they, they do. Look at January 6. It's like watch that footage again of like beating up cops and the rest of it. But the consistency of like setting cars on fire smashing windows in Chicago and Portland all across during the George Floyd protests and Atlanta, Boston, uh, you know, Congresswoman from Boston, who's the minority whip, I think in the house, uh, daughter, I guess was arrested, um, for writing all cops are bastards, uh, spray painting it on a statue and, uh, and being arrested. So it was happening in Boston too. They're trying to do the, the, you know, cause they read all these books about the weather underground and stuff and they, they think it's really cool. So that's why they use phrases like days of rage. That's where it comes from. Mm-hmm. It's a weather thing. And so, yeah, they're trying to do their days of rage in Boston about a kid who shot at the police. I mean, if this is the thing that motivates you, it says we got to get in the street because we opened fire on the cops and they shot back. I mean, their, their capacity for violence is, it's just waiting for an excuse, obviously. There's a thing that's that's strange um, that's worth, I think, lingering on for a half a second, which is the police chief 
I don't know if it was at his swearing in, but it was soon afterwards. You know, I have a message for the Proud Boys. You are the police chief in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. Right. Um, very similar to what Ted Wheeler, the mayor of Portland and and other people have done in Portland, Oregon, too. Of like, you know, we're not going to let the Proud Boys take over Portland. It's like, yeah, you know what? Um, there's like three Proud Boys who live there and <laughs> Antifa has been throwing poop at the police station for 90 consecutive days and lighting it on fire. Um, it's weird for an, a totally dominant, whatever the uh, a political affiliation is, uh, party to have the politicians go out and deliver their rote kind of warnings to the absolute fringe minority other side, like, you know, you can't do it here. It's it's actually kind of like paying obeisance, right? It's it's it's, yeah, it's sure. like it's it's saying exactly it I'm yeah. one of you. I am one of sure, you, this sure. majority in my uh area, and I'm in law enforcement, but I'm still I'm I'm kind of on your side here. Of course. And it's fucked up and, and it's also weird and it's weak. Like if the Proud Boys are holding Portland hostage what the hell? I mean, see, the problem was Vancouver uh, across the river where you might actually have some people and have a, a more of a Republican town. But Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia, regardless of it not being Portland, um, is also not Republican. It's not a right wing militia <laughs> font in any way, shape or form. And it's just bizarre for neutral officials, right, especially in law enforcement to be out there and issuing unless there's like, you know, a, a, a planned convergence that weekend. Maybe there was and I'm not aware of it. OK, um, but generally speaking, like you shouldn't be pointing, um, you know, it's, it's like uh, uh, imagining uh, what's the most Republican, you know, uh, big city in, in the country. Colorado Springs isn't a big city, but imagine the Colorado Springs mayor is famously Republican and super military. Saying like Antifa, we're not going to let you come in here and take over the town. It's like you don't have to say that because you're Colorado Springs, and they would fail. That's what they didn't learn from Ted Wheeler, right? Ted mm. Wheeler tried desperately to. I'm one of you. I like you. Mm -hmm. you, you I, I'm I'm cool. Like mm -hmm. you know, it's like when they cool dad is like, hey guys, I'm cool. I like I like uh, you know Radiohead. You know, it's like that kind of thing. It's like, dude, fuck off. You don't and then know they chased him out of his condo. And they chased him Literally. out of his condo. Yeah, because, you know, there's, there's, you know, all enemies to the right of you and nobody's ever as militant as them. So you're never going to win in those things. But, you know, it's a total 180 from what it used to be in the 1960s. When you look at the comps at the 1968 Democratic uh, uh, Convention in Chicago in the Mayor Daley beatdown that they gave to those protesters, a very famous moment, because what happens then is they say all cops are bastards, and then the police chief says, well, we're going to beat the fuck out of you. Now it's like all cops are bastards. Like, hey, guys, no, 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 we're actually not. We're good people. We're on your side. We're here for you. We just appointed a police chief who is black. We've now appointed a police chief who is uh, is gay, and he hates the Proud Boys, and he's going to talk about that. So, you know, no, no, give us a chance. Like, th that was never a thing before. Give us a chance was like, you do bad things to us, we're going to beat the tar out of you. That's not the right way to do it either, right? But there's some middle ground in the sense where you just be you just become less and less political and stop trying to be political. Mm. And, you know, these are people that you're never going to win with because the tattoo 
on the neck of this uh, <laughs> Cox Communications scion moron, who, by the way, looks like a guy that you, you find in a meth haze wandering through a trailer park. He just has that look in his face, you know? And, yeah. he, and he has a neck tattoo that says ACAB, right? That's the all cops are bastards thing. You can't negotiate with people like that. I mean, they're, they're fanatics. They're, they're dumb fanatics. When you say all cops are bastards and you say, Hey man, I'm on your side. You're like, no, you didn't see the first A that was all <laughs> I'm not, you're not going to be, you're not going to convince me. I'm not on your side. So you no, can't deal a, with these people. There was a moment, uh, in the first days of Eric Adams, a mayorality, um, and he hasn't been a great mayor, uh, but he was elected in part as part of the backlash the people in New York City and around New York City continue to have about the way everything is governed around here. Mm-hmm. And there was some, I think it was a Black Lives Matter splinter group, which I, is probably redundant at this point, yeah. um, came to to meet with him. And they were, I think, threatened some kind of days of rage. And he's like, you came into this meeting with that? No. You yeah. can, you can, you can see the door. That's nope. We're not going to do that. Like if someone comes in, uh, and there's any vestige of all cops or bastards, um, it's, it's an invitation to not talk to them at all, to not take them seriously. If they have a specific complaint that's tethered to a fact, of course, just like any other human being, but the all in all cops or bastards is, is so wretched. And if you are looking around, anywhere and looking at the number of of uh police uh uh new recruits coming in and retentions uh, not happening and forces being replenished and not places like minneapolis and elsewhere um it's kind of a wipeout right now um mm-hmm. i won't go with the whole uh you know uh specific uh this caused that and and whatnot, but it's not a, a very attractive profession to be in right now. And all cops are bastards is part of that, as is the conditions on which they work. Moynihan, you were referencing um, beatdowns and and uh, and uh, Fox Twenty Nine. It just uh, struck me at, at in a fleeting moment. There was a recent case. I don't know if you guys watched this or saw this. But there was a Fox uh, weatherman in uh, New York City on the local affiliate um, who intervened when there were, uh, uh, in his telling, uh, eight, but let's say half a dozen teenagers who were menacing an old man on the subway, which is not yeah, um, yeah. an uncommon thing. And the guy who's 37 and hail uh, came in and said, uh, you know, it was one fifteen in the morning, like, hey, uh, knock it off. Like, give the guy a break. And so they turned on him. And they that's super whole- rare. So, like, he's heroic in yes. a way that you can't possibly understand, because I see this all the time and nobody intervenes. So that's actually <clears> cool. Uh, yes. Uh, and, uh, and they turned on him and beat the shit out of him. He has two shiners. He was, I think on the floor at some point, they were kicking his ribs. He got an absolute beat down and he was kind of good natured about it. Good spirited about it. Posted on his Instagram, the look on his face, um, uh, post beat down. And he said, well, at least the cops got three of the guys. So don't worry about me too much. Um, and the next part of the story is that the three guys that, that they got, that were released absolutely immediately, immediately. and are yeah. are not going. There's no nothing, no follow up. Yeah. They I spent longer in jail for a ticket that I didn't pay, like a speeding ticket from 25 years ago than most <laughs> people did. It's actually true. I th- it was three teenagers, I think two 15s and a 17. Yeah, and it's because mm. they've changed the age on uh, prosecutable crimes, and just things are kind of up in the air. 
in New York in general. Right I don't now. want them prosecuted as adults, by the way. I just don't want them released immediately with no consequence to this kind of if thing. If you've just participated <laughs> in a group beatdown on a human being, it yeah. shouldn't be you're released and there's no follow up. Yeah. You could be eight. I don't care. Yeah. It shouldn't be like, okay, nothing we can do. See you later. Um, yeah. and, and that is kind of the atmosphere that we're working in. So no, do not give the a cab tattoo, any fucking respect. One, one thing about the atmosphere. And I want to ask, uh, Camille something actually that I've been meaning Uh-oh. to ask him. Um, no, 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 it's not bad. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Where's the money? That's later. Um, <laughs> did you send the check? Um, no, there's, there's, um, the thing about this is that public opinion is on the side of decency always in these things. Mm-hmm. And that's white and black, by the way. Um, I'm, I'm sure if you, if you canvass specifically black neighborhoods in Atlanta about the city being burned down and about a bunch of white people from Maine and California and Portland <laughs> taking over the woods, um, to prevent police from training there or whatever, I think that you would see exact numbers. Uh, that you would see in the white community. I don't think there'd be much difference. I actually don't believe there would be. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, that talk about white savior, which is a phrase that people like to use. It's like, why are these people not accused of being white saviors who show up in Atlanta? And if you ask them why they're trying to get the police to stop doing X and Y, it's because they're occupation forces in black communities. They're all race is always within the first 13 seconds of that. Mm-hmm. They're not, they're doing this on your behalf. You better be grateful, you know? <laughs> And the thing, people don't think all cops are bastards. People don't think it's okay to take shots at police. They don't think it's okay to spray paint statues in Boston. Um, so it's, it's like the only thing you wonder is whether or not history is going to be as generous to them as it has to been to the people of the 1960s who were also not popular at the time. But people don't know that. People believe the anti-war movement was dominant. It was not. It was actually unpopular. Uh, the, weirdly, the war in Vietnam was popular. And, you know, it was like not a blowout the way you would think when Paint It Black comes on and the helicopter descends in the <laughs> documentary, right? And then it shows people uh, protesting in the streets. Uh, they didn't like the fact that a lot of people in the anti-war movement were not actually opposed to the war. They were pro the other side. Chanting, ho, ho, Ho Chi Minh, Ho Chi Minh is going to win is not something to convince people who had just served in the second world war. Um, so that is a great myth that came up around this stuff because the people, because you know, the people that ended up being those radicals ended up being the people who taught those courses and uh, were people that made those documentaries in a lot of ways. Uh, so that really kind of set that narrative. I just wonder if that's going to happen here. I doubt it because people don't like this stuff. It takes a book that Camille actually clued me into a long time ago uh, about the black silent majority, which is very basic stuff that, you know, all the drug war policies that uh, were considered, you know, genocide were very popular in the black community because they were mm-hmm. very tired mm-hmm. of these neighborhoods being overrun by dealers and, you know, junkies and things like that, as any quote-unquote race of people would be. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's irrespective of that. Um, so yeah, I wonder. I wonder how we'll we'll uh, frame this stuff in the future. But I, I don't think it's going to have nearly as much pickup. It'll just be kind of ignored, and that's essentially. There was a a, a, a sentence, by the way, that I mentioned. I didn't men- I didn't. I didn't actually read it, but it was from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, uh, which I thought was. Um, no, it actually was not. It was on the PBS website, but I think it was an AP story. This was about the the protests in 
in Atlanta. The violent protesters were a subsection of hundreds of demonstrators who had gathered and marched up Atlanta's famed Peachtree Street to mourn the death of a protester, a non-binary person who went by the name of Torgita and used they, it pronouns. This is an AP story, by the way. Yeah, that, Do that anybody might be, want to break that, that down be for me? Error. That might be an error. No, it's not. That might be they, them, because it's they, them on the, um, on the GoFundMe. Well, this is they, it, but which yeah. is hilarious. But <laughs> I love it. The violent <laughs> protesters were a subsection. How big is that subsection? Yeah. Your job as a reporter, you dumbass, is to tell me. A subsection. This, of course, is the new mostly peaceful protest. They were just a subsection. The people who went into the Capitol on January 6th were a subsection. Of a very large protest outside. Definitely a that? subsection. Without they a were doubt. a subsection? That's yeah. definitionally a subsection. You ever read that? Yeah. I haven't read it that. Was mostly, it was mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. Yeah. And then there were people that were really not peaceful. But it yes. was mostly peaceful. The violent, there was a subsection of hundreds who had marched and uh, gathered and marched down uh, Fame Peachtree to mourn the death of a protester. It sounds like he fell out of a fucking window. The death of a protester. <laughs> I'm sorry, the death of a protester? How about the death of a person who opened fire on a police officer and shot him in the stomach? Yeah. The death of a protester. <laughs> protester. And then, by the way, in the same fucking sentence, <laughs> saying this is what the person's pronouns are? Is this a, is this a joke? <laughs> this is like literally what you create in like the nightmarish Babylon B uh, version of the universe. Like, seriously? You're telling me the, pro- the, the pronouns of the man who was trying to murder a cop. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad that when I pay my respects at his funeral... I can, you know, address the body by the right pronouns. I mean, honestly, fuck off. We know of new methods of attack. Well, if you want more of that, um, there's obviously something wrong with you. But I'm not here to diagnose you. I'm here to direct you to wethefifth.substack.com. And there you can subscribe and hear the entire two plus hours, the Wagner opera of a podcast that you get one of these every week, an extra one, because you cannot get enough of us. Go over there and subscribe. And thank you guys all for listening. And we'll see you again next week.